Hi, Matt. Hey, Chris. Welcome to Building Up To It, episode 90. Near, near, near. After a popular vote came in, lots of demand from the listeners and the viewers, for that matter, we decided mm. to mix things up. We voted Paul off the island. Vote him right off. He had to snuff out his own torch and take off his bikini top and head out. But he did He did mail us a letter, which we were going to be reading later. Oh, well, that's nice. It came right in time. <laughs> yes. Uh, express mail overnight. Super duper deluxe. Expansive. So Matt and I got to hang out this weekend. A little bit. TFCon. That was fun. Bit. Tonight we're going to tell you about uh, a little bit about our time at TFCon. We have a nice topic. We have our head-to-head years, 2005 versus 2006. What? And we also have a few comments we'd like to read. Right on. So let's, let's, uh, get, the, let's get the comments out of the way first. Uh, which one was the first one? This one. Uh, Amy McLean's Super Ink Art says, The Lego Podcast subscribed. And there's four thumbs up. There's only three people on the show. So thank you to whoever right else. Right on. Thanks for subscribing. That That's great. I checked checked out her account. She's got 20,000 subscribers, so I guess we should feel good about that. She's a cool person. Uh, Blockhead UK, really enjoying the yearly head-to-head discussions. I think it's going to get a lot tougher as the rounds progress. No idea which one will win. Uh, Kevin just hit us with a bunch of... The class one, it, was only, it was only one day ago, because he, uh, he was gallivanting with Joey at the, at the beach for what seems like a week. So I don't know if he just hasn't gone back and edited his comment yet like he normally does, because this one has not been edited. Just a bunch of hashtags. No points were made. Thanks do a back. lot, Kevin. Hashtag do backs in there. Wasn't it something a little bit more sinister that we wanted as a hashtag? I feel like he toned it down when it said hashtag do backs. Yeah, well, probably. He probably did. What, what did we originally want him to say? I'm not watching the episode to find out. No one's watching the episode to find out. And uh, finally, uh, Bricks for Chris, which uh, it's great to hear that he's been listening and he's a fan. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, finally caught up. Congratulations on 89 episodes. He said 2012, which I'm not sure if he means he wanted that one to win last week or if he wants that one to take the whole thing. Well, Because we did, we did solicit for who do you, what year you think is going to take the whole thing. So we'll pencil him in for 2012. He's the only person who is... Uh, Maybe made a guess so far. Uh, he also said, also, maybe we can mix things up a bit and vote Matt off the island. <laughs> we don't know if he's joking, but he's won a free anthrax poly bag. We'll be, uh, just drop your comment, your uh, address in the comments, and we'll send you that. It's just white studs. It's just white studs. <laughs> so those are our comments. Thank you, everybody, who uh, checked out the show last week. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> And uh, so uh, Matt and I were at TFCon, which is a Transformers convention. They have three a year now, maybe. There there was some Lego there, and there was some knockoff Lego, too. Yes. Uh, I want to say there were, in the main room, there were three vendors with Lego. One guy had a lot of box sets, and uh, I was kind of eyeballing the Chima Dreadship, um, or whatever it's called. A gator boat? giant crocodile drug boat um yeah i do like that but i didn't want to pay 130 for it honestly i'd pay 60 bucks for that at a yard sale 
We get them all the time in the store. I can't get rid of those things. Uh, yeah, the one guy had a bunch of box sets and a bunch of figures, and the figures said authentic. A lot of Star and, Wars sets. Yeah. He had a sealed original twin pod cloud car, which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't look at any of the prices to see if it was a good deal or not. I wasn't trying to do the conversion and figure that all out. But uh, he had real Lego, and he marked it as such. There were two other vendors who had a lot of fake Lego. The one did have that like kind of okay clay face biggie fig that I was looking at, and I'm just like, it's kind of the color of poop, though, so it's more like poop face than clay face. Anyways. Yeah, the the one that was really close to your table, Yeah, I, I don't know if they were part of another vendor because you have to have a certain percentage of your table be transformer stuff or so they yeah. say to vend they there. They say 50%. Well, this they either they were part of another vendor and they put all the non Lego in one spot or all sorry, all the non transformers in one spot, which I guess makes sense. Uh if you don't want to see that, you just walk right by it, but then again if you mixed it in, then people would see everything, I don't know. Uh but this was just a pile of knockoff Lego. It was it was awful. Uh, and people were, I don't know if they were buying a lot of it, but people were all there looking at it. A lot of the parents with kids, the kids were right there looking at yep. all the figures and they yep. didn't really seem to care about the rest of the show. I did my civic duty. Once. One guy was over there with his kid and I saw the, the guy, the proprietor had like stepped away and I said, too bad it's all fake. And he goes, what's that? And he looks closer and he goes, oh, they are all fakes. And uh. He said something like, good looking out. Or I wish he said good looking out. But he said, like, thanks or thanks. <laughs> I wish he said good looking out. That would have been Good looking been out. Awesome. I think you told me he said good looking out. I, w- I, I wanted like, him to have said good cool. looking out. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'll play the whole conversation out in my head before it's happening. Yeah. Only yeah. to have it not go I mean, that we way. We all have hypothetical conversations and arguments in our head. Um I know one vendor did get robbed on the Saturday. Uh, he got sort of worked over. He was in one of the corner booths. It's pretty classic setup. Somebody distracts and someone grabs the cash box. Uh, so at the con, beware. I was rocking a fanny pack. But after I heard that, I went right to the bank and I'm stuffing piles of bills in the fucking machine because I didn't want to be the nutsack who's asking for charity handouts from other, from ages three and up. And, you know, it's just like, it's crazy. It's, people just go to cons that cost 10 bucks to try and rob people and they'll leave with a thousand and be happy, you know? Something to do. Something to do. <laughs> there uh, was I, a, the, the other vendor that had the non-Lego up in the front corner. Um, they had so much of it. They had these nice-looking display cases with all like rows and rows of fake figures that they had just bought in bulk from China. Yeah, because they had like a ten deep of any given character, and it was the 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 tip off is always if there's a blanket price across all the figures you have, or yeah. even like a X amount for one, or you know three three for a deal kind of yeah. thing. That's not how supply and demand works. So they yeah. must be fakes that are all bought at the same price. Yeah, you got like ten dead. If there's ten Deadpool's and they're all ten bucks, that's not Deadpool. They had uh, 
they had just a bunch of crap, and I don't know how they thought it was a good plan to to vend. I don't know what it costs to vend there. It's probably less expensive than than it could be. You know what less- I've learned at my local con is that you just have to get like the plushy kawaii booth sent from China, which is just like cute dogs that look like buns and cups with like Shiba dogs, like catching Frisbees with like weird little faces and just cute animal stuff from China and Japan. If you sell that, you'll be rich. Like you probably just pay 3000 and they send you the cute box and you have like a convention set up and you have like 30 grand worth of merchandise in there, you know? Yeah. Crazy. I know that how cheap the knockoffs are and that they really didn't need to sell many of them to make a profit at this convention. I just don't know how you think it's a good plan to set up at a Transformers Transformers show that it's openly a Transformers show. It's not like NJCC, which is... Well, they had the toy show. They had the toy show in the basement. And usually, traditionally, TFCon Toronto actually used to open its floor to other vendors on Sunday. But some vendors didn't show up, and there's a guy across from us, the vendor. I think what happened was like the vendor's dad passed away, and he had to go, and he went. And it was like 10 minutes later, the guy's shit is like, incro- off, like right across his table. He just took his table over and was just like, Meh. so we were calling him a pirate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all being boarded. Yeah, is that the that was the one in the um downstairs room, right? Or was that No, this was room? right across from me. This... In the downstairs room in the back corner, there were it looked like one vendor didn't show up or a table was empty cuz they had a bunch they had some sparse stuff on the table and then there was a piece of paper in the middle of the table that had a left arrow and it said there's like a line down the middle of the paper and a, a left arrow it said vendor to the left and then a right arrow on the other side it said vendor to the right. Yeah, it took they... me a minute I realized they divided that spare table in half, the two neighbors. Yeah. And it's like, you want this stuff? If it's from this line over, go talk to that guy over there. Yeah. There was somebody with like a book full of Disney pins. And I dug through that. I spent 50 bucks on pins at the show. These cool seeker pins that are kind of like the wings on the Decepticon logo. And I got Starscream, Thundercracker, Skywarp. And then one that's actually the colors of like the trans flag. Transformers. I just thought it was funny. And so I got that too. Uh, I sold at the show. I decided to do a room sale last minute and I like put a sign on every floor for my room Your sale. Your sign was amazing. It was easy. It said room sale 407 830 11. That's it. Not the and one I downstairs. Put... <laughs> oh, and then, oh yeah, there was one near the convention that said. That's the only one I saw. Special guest Peter Cullen, which is the voice of Optimus Prime. Asterisk <laughs> winky face. <laughs> winky face. Um, I got a lot of people through the room. I sold 12. I took like basically stuff I didn't have room on the table for. I brought it to the room, a big box and a banker's box and a bin. I sold 1200 bucks worth of stuff in my room. And then the convention started day one. I put all the room sale stuff under the table. I sold $4,300 worth day one. I had $3,700 in pre-sales, pre-arranged sales with other people from forums. And then 
my cool trick that I invented was like I had all my good stuff on the table and it was getting picked through and I was sort of putting other G1s out and moving stuff around. But at the end of the day, I cleared off a spot. The last three hours, I cleared off a spot on the corner. I bought, took up my banker's box of Legends figs, just loose Legends figs, and I started putting them out like 15 at a time. People would come by. I got everybody's last 10 bucks of the day. Nice. Everyone was coming up. I got 10 bucks. What can I buy? And they'd be I'm like, that's 10 bucks. And they grab it. Kids would grab it, whatever. Like some kids would be like, I have 10 bucks. I'd be like, look at this area. And they pick a figure and they just wanted to spend their last 10 bucks. I made probably like 600 bucks in last 10 bucks. <laughs> like, that's a really cool technique. Uh, I thought when you started saying that, I thought you were going to say something like, I put all my my junk and low end stuff out on the table. I put all the good stuff in like the rummage through boxes on the floor in front of the table. I only had one rummage box, which was like bagged mini cons. But yeah, like Legends figs are pretty popular uh, because they're nice quality. They're good scale for kids to play with and easy to transform. But also every collector loves kind of loves Legend scale. And there's some good ones throughout throughout those lines. Yeah, I know. I used to, but I sold them all. And I literally. I have like four legends. I had a banker's box full loose legends. Just, just Nas. I had fifty. I had a bag of Nas on the table, and I was selling fifteen bucks each. And I made that into on like eight of the Nas, and then I sold the last seven for fifty bucks to one person. That was that. I was making mad money on these little legends figs. Sure, I like technically lose two bucks a fig, whatever with tax and that's whatever. money spent. That's already it's, gone. It's money spent. It's already gone. And I just like it kept like everyone kept coming back to my table and being like, your table's the best table. I love your table. I had G1s. I had Masterpiece. I had third party. I had tons. And like day two, I did another two grand. I made eleven and a half thousand dollars at the con, which I'd never expected. And I feel really good. I came back. I have three Masterpiece figures left. I have seven third party figs left. I didn't sell Fort Max. I didn't sell Monstructor, but I can move Monstructor on the forums. Yeah, you're going to drop the price of what you have left and try to move it online? Yeah, yeah. I might put Monstructor on eBay because um, there's not really any good lots on there. So it's kind of a good time to strike while the iron's hot. Um, I'll pro- like Six Shot and uh, Fort-, Fort Max, I want to sell on the forum to someone in Toronto and just drive down with it, basically. Yeah. Or I'll send it if my buddy does another con and just take whatever on it. But so regardless. I, I, I hadn't e- I didn't even know about the toy show downstairs. Is that a regular thing? That and- was new this year and I kind of feel like it took away like it was a slow day. Like I made sales. I made some sales only because my buddy at the next table, my other buddy that I just became buddies with, he had a card swiper. And so I made about a thousand bucks in sales over the two days that were only because I could take card. But he said it's called whatever, and you just request one, and they send it to you for free. It doesn't have it, tap, but is it Square? Yeah, it's Square or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's what I use in my store. Yeah, it's, it um, just plugs in. All your right, phone. so so all the Square went. Did you have the app, or did it all go to his account, and he has to pay you? He transferred it over, so we just add three percent. He transferred to me at the end of the day, and it all worked out. 
Oh well, if he if he does enough volume in that, he's gonna have to pay tax on um on your sales. I guess that's his loss. Right. Well, if we didn't talk about that. <laughs> hey, hey. Um. So I I didn't know about the room sale. Not the room sale. The well, it is a room. The basement sale. sale. The basement yeah. sale. It was hot. I, it was I, hot as fuck. It was so gross. I uh on the way into the yeah it was on the way into the dealer room on Sunday I got stopped by uh, a fan who knows knew me uh, in tr- in typical fan fashion they did not tell me who they were and nor did i ask because that is exactly how that goes down every single time but they said you know i you know i listened to stasis lock and building up to it i was like oh that's awesome uh he said he just joined the realm and i said well you know matt's in there too if you if you didn't see him already because he was already had been in there i don't know if he did come up to you at all he didn't nobody came up to me he oh. must also want me voted off the island. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, we met somebody who recognized me, which is cool. I was wearing, I was wearing the building up to its shirt that day. That probably helped. Probably. And uh, I went in to tell you that about that encounter, and uh, you were at the in the basement, and Doug said you were down there, and I was like. There's a thing in the basement. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I uh, I found my way down there, and it was cool. It was it was like a an NJCC or a toy con. It's like a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was um, a mix. There was lots of Star Wars. Um, it was probably sixty percent Star Wars down there. But there was a guy who had like some Disney stuff. Uh, some My Little Ponies, Polly Pockets, Mighty Max, even um, turtles. It was kind of like a mini '80s toy show, basically. I saw a sandwich bag full of Z-Bots. Yeah, and homies. Little, and, yeah, there's a, a sandwich bag full of homies plus one uh, Krillin figure that was about the same size as a homie. That they thought was a homie. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's also bald, so I guess that's fine. And I kind of wanted to buy a bag of homies from Canada because that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. They're all from like Los Angeles. <laughs> that's what they look like um i didn't buy i didn't buy anything but there was a bag of homies there was a bag of z-bots which was weird that it was like 12 z-bots but it was four of the same of three different z-bots right and i was thinking who in the hell army built z-bots like this z-bots i don't even remember z-bots yeah, they um they intrigue me. I mean, that's something I would collect if if they were more prevalent at toy shows, but I don't ever see them. They're just yeah, okay. So they're like fingers. trash bag bunch. They're like they are be. very. It's like one to two point of articulation, little like fighting robots that are about yeah. Inch they're and like battle beasts. Tall. Yeah, yeah. And I had a friend as a kid who had a whole bunch of them, and they were cool. They're yeah. all completely different, and they all have like that that zerg z on them like from toy story uh but then i then i made it my mission to go back upstairs and ask you if you guys call them Zedbots, which is a joke about canada um but apparently no um they are still z bots maybe it's it's the hyphen that that keeps it z the commercial was like hey there you hosers get the Zedbots. they don't fight they're buds that's we're in the third party panel one of the figures from one of the Japanese Transformer lines is holding this big letter Z or something. 
And then the and the panel like he's holding a giant Z. I'm like, the fuck he just say? <laughs> and then I look and he's holding this big letter Z. And like, oh okay, I'm with you now. I'm on oh, board. Still stupid, I, but I'm on board. Like I don't know why he's holding a big Z, but I'm on board. The uh, and then it, what I was getting at in the basement sale is there was I think one guy who had Lego, and it was three minifigures from like the early 80s maybe late 70s so there's no printing they're just very basic figures yeah and he had a price tag of 20 dollars perfect on the, on this bag of oh, the okay. three in it so 20 dollars for three even with canadian shiny money that is that is ludicrous oh there's actually that guy across from me who had like a lot of the vintage 80s like memorabilia and weird toys he had little baggies of lego and it'd be like a little skinny ziploc like this big of just black pieces be like bag of black pieces eight dollars and it's like what just because you put all black in a bag does not mean there's eight dollars worth of lego color sorting your lego doesn't make it any more valuable yeah exactly it's very funny so uh, not only did i not buy the twenty dollar three figure pack (laughs) but i i liked that one of them had custom hair for the figure underneath uh like one of the old caps custom hair there was it looked like it was made out of a graduation tassel. Oh yeah, it was just like a little stringy, Raggedy and yeah. little like a yellow rope that was like down to the fig's feet, but it was just kind of slammed underneath the hat. I was like, oh man, three figures and a custom hair, twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty dollars. No, thank you. That's Belleville <laughs> tassel hair. That's it hilarious. was. It was like just blank torsos, blank legs smile face and hats and hair and not even any like rare parts it had the 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 female hair with the two pigtails out to the side and black the classic yeah. early 90s every 80s girl's one. hair yeah I, I think it went through the early 90s but it would have been the tail end of that but it was if there was in red then that would be more valuable but nope it was black there you go oh well so i didn't buy anything that was that was TFCon. Yeah, I was glad I didn't buy anything. I was, you know, at peace just being at a con and no urge to really buy anything. I I knew I wanted to buy those pins in Chicago and hadn't last I was at TFCon. Um but yeah, a lot of Americans there, like vending and buying. That's not too far from America. Guess not. Just just surprising. I mean, it's it's only a couple hours into Canada. Yeah, I know. And I had one guy going like, y'all, we need some of them Tim Hortons down there. <laughs> like, He's like, I love that place. We got Dunkin's, but there's no real food there. <laughs> so oh. funny. Well, it sounds like you need some uh, options like Wawa. You don't need a... <laughs> Tim Hortons shouldn't be your go-to for sandwiches. He's like, I got you can get there. a real meal at that place. <laughs> we stopped at one in Niagara Falls and I, I got a donut and it was... Like, what the hell did you guys do to donuts? Fixed them. I don't know. No, the sprinkles are like these candy-coated little beads. They're crunchy. It's weird. Maybe you you didn't buy a good donut. You just bought a sugary mess. I guess. Like, we call them jimmies. We don't call them sprinkles around here. Oh, my God. And these were not sprinkles or jimmies. These were like... uh, like nerds candy, but without the tang or the the tartness. Yeah, well, yeah, little, exactly. Little like uh, nuggets, confectioners, decorettes. 
Yeah. It was weird. That's what a sprinkle is. Yeah, but yeah, but they were crunching. Like I, was, I felt like I was eating pop rocks. <laughs> All right, we got that's, a topic or what? That's yeah, that's that's TFCon. Um, <clears throat> we have a topic, and it was brought to us by uh, Gary, New York Gary. He's not Gary from Delaware. He's Gary from New York now, and he expressed to us in the group chat the uh, the guests group chat that he bought the jurassic park i guess it's jurassic park raptor t-rex rampage whatever it's called the T-Rex Breakout rampage explosion the new the gate with the big brick built t-rex right he bought it it's 250 dollars, something like that he bought it he built it he wasn't 250 dollars satisfied with it he sold it built to a co-worker he must have a lot of coworkers that are just willing to buy built Lego because he keeps doing this. But he sold it built to a coworker for an undisclosed amount for that coworker's <laughs> kids who uh, aren't smart enough to build it, I guess. And he's done with it. I'm sure he didn't make a profit on it. So Did basically, he keep Newman. I don't think he kept anything. Um, that would have been the one to keep, though. For sure. He. I'm guessing he sold it for a little bit less, so he paid a little bit of money, got to build the Lego set, and now doesn't have to deal with it anymore. Which, in a way, is one way you can do what we talked about last week. It's like going to the movies, right? Yeah. It's like you pay, you see the movie, you're entertained, you don't own it. That's it. You went to the movies. It's essentially the same thing. Costs a little more. I was going to say renting as as an idea it's yeah. just it's just renting as a as a concept essentially yeah uh i wanted to, to ask you and anyone else who we had on the show and anyone in the in the, the listener and viewer audience for that matter what could there be about a lego set let's say a high end lego set because that makes the the stakes higher for having to stakes buy it in the high. first place yeah. what what would there be about a Lego set that you'd see it and you go, I want to buy that. Not only do I want to buy it, I want to buy it early. Maybe not day one, but I want to buy it soon after it comes out. I want to build it. Yeah. Then I don't want it anymore. I'm not satisfied. I don't like something about it enough that I need it out of here. So we- what are what are those things that make you buy it? What are those things that make you get over it quickly? And... uh what do you do with it after? How do you move it? Now, we see this a lot in other collecting that's not yep. a It's a little different. Medium. It's a little different with like Transformers. Essentially Transformers like I buy this, maybe I didn't like the figure. I don't like how it poses, I'll move it. But a lot of people flip figures because they want the new one of that character that's coming out. Everybody has Make Toys Gundog or Fan Toys Willis and then Takara announces MP exactly. Hound. And then they just go Gundog for sale or Willis for sale or whatever. Uh, in Lego, it's a little different. There's nothing really, there's not really a lot of Lego sets that come out that will be like, oh, that's a better castle than this castle I have. I'll sell this now and build that castle and display that one. That's not, that's less of a thing. There are better castles, certainly, but not that are coming out. I don't know that it can apply to castle, though. I I know what you're saying, but I think that 
the place where that would apply trading up star trading wars. out it or not necessarily star wars but a license a licensed yeah. product where the where the where the model you're buying is supposed to depict something from fiction something that's out there something extra lego yeah that's where you're going for how good of a representation of a image of a concept of a 3d model of something i've seen on a screen how yeah, good I, I, I think some that? examples, I mean, Millennium Falcon, you have different price points, you have different levels to enter that world with, of course, the UCS being the ultimate level. Hulkbuster is another example of that within Lego. Maybe you grab the Avengers Endgame one, or maybe you grab that special other one they did recently, but we've had a few Hulkbusters and even War Machine Hulkbusters. Yeah, we've had three Hulkbusters and a, and a War Buster. Yeah. Um, your machine. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's you know, examples of of this type of opportunity to trade up, depending on the re- you watch the reviews and you go, oh, I kind of want this collector series Hulkbuster, and I'll get rid of this one, or you know, maybe I'll just watch Chubby Bots and make my own better version. <laughs> and that's the thing about about Lego in that Transformers. Uh, they will use the same engineering, the same plastic, the same mold, and they will recolor figures and put them out again. And yep. you might feel a fatigue from that. You might not want to keep buying over and over again because you're not getting much different. You're getting the same thing in a new color. Starscream, Acid Storm, Sunstorm, Thundercracker, Sky Warp, Thrust, Dirge, Ramjet, Ghost Hot Starscream, Hot Link. Yeah. The other one. <laughs> Bitstream. Bitstream. Um, Nacelle. Nacelle, uh, yes. G2. So that, that happens a lot with Transformers. But something the Lego does, and I get asked this a lot from people who aren't really into Lego but know about collecting, is that does Lego reissue things? So they re, uh, repaint and re-release stuff. And they don't. Every time they make an X-Wing... It's completely re-engineered. It might use some of the same specifically shaped pieces that maybe were initially made for that idea, and they're not really going to top that unless they do another specifically molded piece for that shape or that portion of the vehicle. But every time they do it, they completely re-engineer it. They're not... They're not updating anything. They're putting well, out a new I one. Mean, other exa- I mean, Taj Mahal and the big wind turbine. Yeah. Recently, they have, they have reissued. done straight reissues, which is something that they didn't do hardly ever in their hardly history. Ever. Yeah. Hardly ever. So let's say uh, we pick a set of recent times. Batman, Lego movie, Arkham Asylum. It's 189 bucks in Canada, so 160 or 159, 150, 49, 149.99 in the US. Yeah. Um, it had like eight or nine minifigs in it, and I think that's really what got people to buy it. You had a lineup of all the villains in like orange jump prison jumpers, and you had a few other weird characters, and. In the front of the image of the box, it's like you see Arkham Asylum and you see all the characters. You're like, sweet. I get all these characters and I get to build Arkham Asylum. You get the set, you bring it home, you unpack it, and you realize you're building a like 
three brick deep Arkham Asylum dollhouse, essentially. It doesn't really fold or do anything, and it's just like, oh, this room is a three stud deep cell, and this one is a med bay, and it's like there's a story and there's playability, but as like a as an adult fan, you may not enjoy this. I mean, one good thing is it fits against a wall on a shelf, and it you don't need a deep shelf to display it, so maybe that's what you want. But maybe you want to like have it in your Lego City, and you realize this set doesn't really display well in my Lego City, or whatever. So you're saying the child playset aspect of Lego is one reason why an adult could buy a Lego set and, and be underwhelmed. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of those bigger sets are kind of like a facade, and then just a shallow type story blocked out world dollhouse thing uh cheaper set but the bat cave break in this time with the penguin was an example of more of an interesting play set style set in that there's depth to it uh there's story there's action there's good minifigs you know you might buy that set and get more out of it because there's a bit more but then the build itself isn't particularly intricate it just looks that way because there's printed tiles or stickers or whatever um and i think you know sometimes you build these sets and you're just like oh like when i bought the three-in-one creator sets back early in my lego days it's like oh i kind of have a building here that folds up and it's just a little tower but it doesn't really go with my modulars and I'm now underwhelmed. How do I repurpose this? And that's, I just rebuilt using the pieces, but um, there's certainly lots of ways it can sort of fail you or your expectations uh, depending on what you were looking to get out of it. And I think you could really only be underwhelmed by a Lego set. If your goal is to buy the set, and build the set and keep the set like that. Build, yeah. Uh, stored something. Yeah. But if, if you're looking at it as, even if I don't like the set, or I know I'm not going to like this set, it's still parts I can use for other for, things. For sure. Somebody like me would look at any given set as parts. It's more than just what the instructions tell you to for, build. For sure. Um, yeah, I think there's examples of sets that like always kind of you know what you're getting to. Pirate ships are usually a good example. Um, or like the Destiny's Bounty. You have a very, it's almost like a model. So I don't think people buy those sets and really go, oh, it's not really what I thought it would be. Because it is a 3D thing. There's removable parts. And overall, it displays full three dimensions and uh nothing is really not as it seems on the box um i think big expensive sets might fail you later down the road say hoth or whatever in that you just realize they're kind of like just a big play set like an old gi joe set that you spread out and it's like there's not really a full display here or anything like that but you may keep it for your kid, but again, then you're losing pieces. And 
Do you think the more expensive the set is, the the higher the chances of it letting you down are? Uh, I don't particularly think so. I just think you got to like really look at things. I mean, for not much more than the Jurassic Park set, which is another example of this, like, aside from the brick-built T-Rex and some good minifigures, it's a weird dollhouse for some reason. It's a gate that for some reason has it's, all the rooms in it from the movie. It's a two-dimensional display. It I is. don't think it should be expected to be more than a two-dimensional display. Just because it has uh, playset cubbies on the back doesn't yeah, mean for, you have to use that. For sure. Uh, but then the front of the gate is just stud-ridden kind of ugly thing that's not really serving any purpose other than being a gate. But yeah, I think Gary's quote was, uh, the T-Rex is pretty cool, but the wall was just a wall. Yeah, I, I was honestly shocked they didn't give us a Jeep to go with that. They put the tracks. They put. He would have kept it if there was a Jeep. And that's... There you go. I mean, exactly right. Because then it is a full display. But there's something missing. Like, they put an element that suggests there should be something else in the set that wasn't there. Did it have the track? It had the the track. It had, like, a divot in the ground and the track to suggest, like, a truck goes on the tracks. But there was no truck. But, again, like then to compare that something like Apocalypseburg... Or Ninjago City, it's like mm-hmm. you can see on the box how epic that is. Unless you built it and went, this is too complicated. Then Which is might... funny. On Sunday, somebody traded in the Technic Porsche from a, from a couple years back, half built. Like they got through boxes one and two out of four, and mm-hmm. they're like, "I'm out, I'm out." So they too traded that in as is. Um, yeah. I have to say, I don't know if I look at the big sets because i get like one big set a year for myself and i don't know if i look at them with a more discerning eye or not but i have ninjago city i'm looking at it i have no complaints about it i don't think it was any less exciting than the box made it look my my only complaint if i have one is that there's no good one singular view to take it in it kind of has a lot of detail on all four sides so picking a way to put it on the shelf is kind of difficult yeah, there's sure. no there's no definitive display side. For sure. I think especially when it of... comes to adding the docks to it, because the docks has one better one display, good side, display side, yeah. But it doesn't sure. line up with I would say the best side of the city. So again, you need a three dimensional space to, to really take it in if you're gonna connect the two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the docks is kind of an example of one that looked underwhelming but when you built it you kind of found stuff to appreciate it it can go two ways you kind of buy it because you have an Injago city and i was kind of like it's not as exciting um it looks smaller and then when i was building it i was like it's kind of neat there's some hidden stuff there's actually some layers and some passageways um it does go nicely with it once you put it on it's like old city and this is new city type thing um so that that and that really is part of like the story and the design of the world of Ninjago City. So I ended up that was an example of one that I was like I bought it because and I got it on a coupon or something. Uh, but then once I was done, I was like I like this more than I expected. You good good because I I had an open mind still. I forget did 
did you see the Ninjago movie? And what were your yeah. thoughts on the whole art design of that? I thought like we didn't really get to be in Ninjago City that long. Um, and it was a little erratic when we were there. Like there's big chase scenes every time you like settle. Like whenever you're like in a story beat, you're either in the school or the dojo or his mom's apartment. And there's this huge city out there where it'd be nice to have some quiet moments, but it's like, oh, something's happening. Let's go run through the city at light speed. Uh, and like, so you didn't really get to take it in. So it's like those sequences, you have to watch them a few times to really catch all the fine details of it. And it was good, uh, but it's just like either Garamond's attacking or the cat is attacking or something. Like there's always an attack. And so you never really get to absorb it unless you buy a hardcover book that has photos of the city. Yeah. So I agree. And I will tell you that after the movie came out, the TV show adopted the look of the movie. Yeah. So the seasons after in the real release time, the seasons afterwards look a lot like the movie and this, you get a lot of, shots in the city and you get to see a lot of yeah they essentially just like took all those assets and said there you go make the show better enjoy <laughs> here's a free set so that uh that it could be appealing if you um you really like the movie you can maybe take in some of the show post movie uh so that's what happened that's, to gary there's another to example of him. like a media tie-in less of a license but a media tie and you're watching the show you might buy like the temple of air jitsu is a bad example because it's great but you might buy like one of the smaller temples from the show or one of the character sets and build it and be like oh this is not evoking what this scene in the show did for me or whatever like i really just have the characters i like and a set i don't care about another mech or <laughs> yeah that's true all right we have our weekly head-to-head bracket oh right so i'm going to attempt to screen share here there's a little bit less going on tonight so it might work let's do that's, it that's my backup here so uh bracket here uh, i think you can see what i see we're in uh, week three here, which is 2005 versus 2006. Uh, the last two weeks, we crowned 2011 and 2012 the winners of those two competitions. Mm. It's going to get uh, a lot more heated. Next week is t- uh, 1993 against 2017. That's going to be... We're going to have to use our noodles on that one. Yes, uh, really, yes. Be really unbiased about like the amount of sets versus the quality or versus what they did to Lego as a brand or whatever. You really have to factor in a lot of things when you're dealing with like 90s versus a new era yeah so let's let this load up here nice and easy computer 2005 2005 so we're gonna we've all seen this you haven't but you could have seen it at home or maybe you lived through it so we're gonna kind of blast through this we have the original hungarian horde tail set from her reporter her part we have the third wave of alpha team which is the arctic ones Okay. They were pretty awful. Yeah, they look pretty weak. The Skyline. Uh, what was, was it? Factory. Yeah, Factory Skyline set, which was weird. Uh, Vikings. Very cool. Out. Very cool. This that, actually uh, looks like 
exactly like the fortress from like how to train your dragon i don't know when that movie came out but this is exactly what their like dragon arena looks like in that movie Mm. this also looks like it's pretty sizable i was looking at a lot of lego sets and they just seem so much better on the box yeah this one reminds me of fort legorito for many reasons other than that's my uh, example i have a built one of those at the store in a display and that set is so much larger than i ever expected it to be from the box which is not how it normally goes yeah this one looks like it might be about the same size the gates 2010 aka dino attack Um, okay helicopters i this is one of i forget which one's which i don't really care this is the one where they're capturing them not killing them but All this right. in anything dual helicopter. the helicopter is pretty cool and then the old bucket yeah bionicle um, is best represented by the bucket 400 weird plus it looks it looks like it's parts are still all in the perforated bags inside that's crazy the so you have to empty the bucket and take them all out of bags to yeah, what I end i didn't picture that i mean i guess that's how they get packaged at the, but, at the place where they're packaged, but well, I I just always assumed it was just fucking full of bricks. And by bricks, sure. I mean bionicle parts. Which uh, are not Knights Great Kingdom 2, the, the Jelly Bean Knights. Sorry, what is this? Oh, yeah, Jelly Bean Knights. So this is I, the uh, Scorpion. Knights Kingdom 2, yeah. I do love those flaming wheel launchers, which they went so far as to add smoke trails and flame trails from to make them look more epic. Yes. Um, but yeah, this I have the companion castle to this, which I got complete in a bag at Value Village for like eight. I think bucks. that's in here as well. So the uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe train is a very big crowd favorite. Pretty good train. I like the color combo. Our first Death, Death Star, Star two, which is oh, actually two. the first. It's the Death Star two. But from the first one they made. The first one that was released. It is not a very good set, but. I, and I think Paul as well, definitely hold it above the Spherical Dollhouse successors. You know what I like about this one is that it displays well in a dramatic light. It, you get that like deteriorated, being reconstructed look if you were not to like starkly light it. It's kind of interesting looking. Yeah. Uh, the original Sandcrawler <laughs> with bad motivators. And uh, that's it. The right arrow has stopped working. That means that is... 25. 2005. Let's look at 2006. Build-a-bob. Build-a-bob. SpongeBob had been coming and going for a while. This is their large figure they made. You can still find these eyeball dishes and bulk lots and this big plate with a mouth printed on it. But there you go. Build-a-bob. Avatar... Got all two of its <laughs> sets this year. This is the this dark, dark bluish con- gray wedge brick brick box. I this to me looks like that artist's uh, like concentration camp Lego set. Like this, this set, is, uh, <laughs> this is a colorless, personalityless brick of sadness uh, this set is great for parting out because it only has like six different types of parts to make up the oh whole my God. thing <laughs> it's all this is two by six bricks and these two by four left and right wedge Wedgies. bricks is yeah. the whole freaking boat what a nightmare uh exo force i remember they, the micro build of this from one of our 
Yes, this is the Sentai Fortress. Yeah. And let's see, uh, the original, original, original Batcave invasion, which had this weird bat wing and yeah. penguin and Robin on his little boat. Once again, the penguin, yeah. And Mr. Freeze. Freezing you. The uh, UCS, because I think that's what it actually was called, Batmobile. All right. Uh, a very nice city crane with a porta potty. Yeah, it's, it's a good crane, yeah. Technic was uh, doing some pretty good things that they year. They got back in stride. The winter holiday train was out. Uh, there's been a new one since then, but for a while this was the holiday the, train. The holiday train. I thought I remembered it having the frosted top trees in this one, but maybe I'm I like of a how set. it just has like a fucking cold cart full of toys essentially at the back yeah and a three-wheeler getting extreme the ucs uh atst came out it's not very good and i think had we said we uh i think my guess on uh one of our episodes about what the next ucs remake might be i think this was my guess and we haven't seen it yet but it's still my guess hold out the other UCS was Vader's tie. Mm-hmm. This is the no. This is this is Knights Kingdom two. Yeah, but not really. This uh, this isn't the Knights Kingdom two good guy castle. This is almost a remake of the, yeah, see, the, the Royal the, Knights. The Jelly Bean Castle looks very similar to this, but it has uh, the whole gag where the black scorpion army attacks and if they take over it has all the blue tile all the blue bricks rotate and become red bricks and the flags flip over which is kind of a neat play feature this one is a weird amalgamation of royal knights and knights kingdom one yeah it's which i don't know if this was a one-off and it just happened to come out in the same year i mean we got a wizard and a ghost and the Black Knight. But these the... these printed panels here are totally Royal Knights from the early 90s. Is that a pony and or a dog in the front gate? There's a dog. There's a dog. Okay. He's dog up against crossbow cart. See who wins. It's also got the lion head stones, which are from Knights Kingdom 1. Mm-hmm. And the shields are from Knights Kingdom 1. And the bulls, the bad guys, from Knights Kingdom 1. So I don't know why this came out when it did. Uh, <laughs> this one was Larry Leftfield, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner. Like, what a dream it is. Again, they were trying to build, brick build everything and not do molded cockpits or, you know, and they were just choosing very aerodynamic things to try and build brick style. And I, I'm not sure it was a successful year in that regard. That's that's the that's the year right there. Whew. So All let right. me unselect myself here all right let's uh maybe open that letter from uh paul c from chicago that's that's right paul c from chicago first time long time uh first time not on the show long time on the show he wrote us a letter first time writer first time uh, last time on the show no (laughs) something like that he says um (laughs) wow (laughs) looks just like you're reading it (laughs) <laughs> in regards to uh what do you think between 2005 2006 he had a lot of thoughts he wrote them all down on this form that's definitely not the instructions for estimating pa personal income tax screen just tape that to your screen there you go 
<laughs> then it's in the way of what I'm trying to read. I'm kidding. He's supposed to mock. Tape it up. I I can't read like this. I got to hold it all the way out here. <laughs> what? So uh, this was actually a tough call as neither year was really a runaway winner. Both years were somewhat lackluster, at least as far as these big sets are concerned. I tried to be objective with my comparisons here. So where there were some things that could directly be compared, I did that. I did just that. For example, in 06's favor, I picked the XO Force set over Alpha Team and the Batman sets over the Harry Potter sets. I think they were more fun and successful use of the license. I actually loved Avatar, so those sets almost put over 06 just by default. But the fact that there were only two sets was disappointing. And then there's that SpongeBob. <laughs> Don't like him at all, so he canceled out the relatively disappointing Avatar theme. As far as the Bionicle sets versus the Technic sets, I don't really collect either, so those kind of cancel each other out. Looking at 05, I think the Black Castle wins over the Grey Castle, the BNSF train wins over the Holiday train, and I prefer the 05 UCS offerings over the 06 ones. I like the playability of the Sandcrawler, and I feel the Death Star 2 is often overlooked in favor of the other one with all the minifigures. The Factory Skyline set was an early grail set for me, since I love all of those buildings. <laughs> Which He said that. And even though the designs are now outdated, I still really like that set. Compared to the 06, I compared it to the 06 Boeing set, and this one was just more appealing to me. The Vikings set looked awesome, but it's kind of canceled out by the Dino set. That being said, they were they were both still original IPs, so I'm giving the edge to 2005. 2005 wins for me. There you go. That's that's uh, Paul C. from Chicago. The C may or may not stand for Chicago. It does not. What do you think, Matt? Um, I think I'm also going with 2005. Uh, the train was actually a really nice train. It's comparable to some of our nicest trains out there. I don't like the brick-built clunky looking things we're getting in 06 i do think the castle was stronger um the harry potter sets were okay i think they compare equally to like the quality of the batman sets and that's me putting aside the fact that i don't like harry potter um but the vikings was very strong as well um alpha team was garbage but i don't think exoforce was particularly dope it's kind of like whatever for me I'm just going to say 05. This one's really close for me. I'm looking back, I'm flipping back and forth between the photos right now. And I'm going to have to give it to 05 as well. I could go into reasons why, but I don't think it matters at this point. It it's had unanimous. two, two original, like the, the castle theme was very broad and all original. And there was Harry Potter, which sometimes is castle theme. So to have Harry Potter and to have fantasy era and to have traditional castle all at the same time, that's pretty great. The The train was a classic, much more than the holiday train was, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, Bionicle knew exactly what they needed to do, put a bunch of shit in a bucket and sell it to you. Yeah. I'm going to go with 2005 for the win. All right. 
Let me just go over here to the sheet that you can't see and fill it in. 2005. All right. So that means that 2005 is going to the semi. No, that's not the quarter. Whatever five. is the Sweet 16. Um, it will be in the quarter. No, I don't know. I don't fucking know how brackets work. It's going up against either 93 or 2017 Ooh. to crown a quarterfinal winner. There you it's go. Going to, it's going to the Sweet 16. So let us know. 2017 versus 1993. It's going to be like three times as many sets as the other one. So I'm excited to pull the photos for that. But yeah, for sure, let us, let us know what you think of who's going to win that. Let us know if you like 2005 or 2006 better, or if it's a wash because it's just going to get crushed in uh, in the next round and it's irrelevant. Maybe 2017 is way better than 93 or 05 or 06, and it doesn't matter. Maybe. We'll see who uh, broke new ground and really tried to change the game or really you know, created something that would be lasting and not sort of a fleeting fad. That's some things you need to consider. Yes. And that brings us to the part of the show where we talk about other shows, doesn't it? Get us out of here, Paul. Well, we're not going to talk about other shows today. <laughs> he, Let's just say Cool Table Network. Thanks he for wrote in a letter it. saying the outro. Yeah, thanks for watching Building Up To It. If there's any topic ideas you'd like us to sort of go up against, leave us a comment. If you want to put in your two cents about 05 and 06 or the tournament overall, your favorite year, be sure to mention that as well. Thanks very much for watching. We'll catch you 91 next week.